I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. fucking Mark Twain shit, because it's definitely getting chisel on your tombstone. And thank you for listening to Who Will Survive Horror Podcast. This is your host, Paul, and with me, as always, is Marco. What's going on? What's up, man? I am here. Yes, you are. And I was about to say something else, but I forgot. That's okay. So, (laughs) that's all right. It's it's these movies. I'm telling you, dude, I'm all about these two movies (laughs) that we're about to review and our guest that's on. I'm so excited. Sure, sure. This is like one of those things where I couldn't wait to get home. I think I was set up an hour before sitting in front of my computer. Nice. I, 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 this is like, I need, we need therapy on this now. So <laughs> sure. Yes. Sure. Uh, you mentioned our guest and before we talk about the movies, let's bring him on and with us yes. is, uh, you, you probably, well, you may have heard him on friends till the end part six, or you might know him from his own podcast known as the psycho semantic podcast, AKA the psycho semantic cast. And that is Darren yes. Wilson. What's up, Darren? Welcome. Hey, guys. Hey, Marco. It's nice to finally be talking to you. Uh, it's good to be talking yeah, to you man. again, Paul. Yes, I yeah. would be remiss if I did not also say I am one-fifth or one-seventh of the Midnight Horror Show, which has started back oh, up. Oh, sure, sure. And I am one-half at the VD Clinic podcast. Oh, yes. right. Sorry, yes. I forgot about all those things. <laughs> Sometimes I do too, and that's why that's I try okay. to make sure that I remember. <laughs> sure, but sure. my my baby, the my firstborn, is yeah, the Psychosemantic Podcast. Your right. claim to fame, yes. <laughs> sure. Now, um, when when you came on with me for Friends Till the End, we had kind of just met recently. It was like shortly after we had started with the Legion Podcast, and you had had, had already been there for a little while before us, and so we 
sort of bonded over being the the air quotes new guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you school. guys dethroned me as the rookie. Yeah, they were like oh. freshmen. <laughs> yeah. And then we got chased and paddled. Yeah. It was it's very toxic. I don't know what was happening there. I didn't mind. Like finally I can haze someone. Right. <laughs> uh, but once the paddling was over, then we became friends and uh, Right. So, you know, we had bonded over some various activities and some common interests and, and sort of thought experiments and whatever. And so we had uh, concocted the idea for, for that show, which I've, I've sort of evolved friends till the end into all different things. But it was nice to have you come on early on. And, and it was it was mm-hmm. one of the earlier shows where I had people that I wasn't really familiar with come on and, and, and just get to know them on that level. So that was that was good for me. I, I uh, appreciate you coming on for that and just kind of helping me progress that show along. Oh, I, I appreciate you having asked me. I always like when I feel like I make someone feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. So it, it was not a totally selfless act. And uh, I think the best way to get to know somebody is to talk to them. So absolutely. Oh, yeah. Right, right. And then. Well, that's what the friends till the end. I feel like I know you guys, you know, you know, Paul <laughs> sure, did sure. the interview and stuff, but I'm like, oh, that was so cool. You know, and, and, and then when he says, like, hey, we're going to have these guys on our show on the show so we can all three of us talk. I'm like, hell yeah. So it's almost like listening to that show is like an icebreaker for me. Yeah. Because I get to know a little bit more. Well, and that, that's sort of been a, a trend that I wanted to push through this year was to have friends till the end guests come on and just join in the regular podcast here now to yeah. to interact with both me and Marco and not just me and also to talk about movies like we always do instead of whatever else we were talking about. Which I guess when you came on, we were also talking about movies for that show. So <laughs> it's hard guess, not to. Yeah, we'll have to do another friend till the end where we talk about music or something else. So those can be fun. Yeah, <laughs> but um, so you know we had Jerry on before, and and now you, and I'm, I definitely was also talking to your co-host Vanessa and saying that I want to line her up sometime over the next couple of months. You know the months fill up pretty fast, so they do. I'm mm-hmm. like sometime in the next couple months, probably. <laughs> I hope soon. <laughs> So, but I know she's super busy too. So she, that's, uh, she, she is. She'll, she usually, uh, dies down a little bit after the Super Bowl. She works, uh, in, uh, advertising or advertising adjacent. Right. Ah, okay. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, we've, we've, right. we're already trying to work out how to book February show because, you know, she can get so hectic. Right. Yeah. Well, I think you guys do a good job of just kind of, keeping something going out there you've you've managed to do some kind of smaller side show type of things side cast not side show as in like a freak show but uh, uh, a little bit of both (laughs) yeah maybe a little (laughs) yeah no i I always appreciate the uh, the info on your show even when you guys are reviewing books that i haven't read yes like just nice to hear you guys talk about what is going on in the books and to compare them to the movies and and kind of makes me feel like i know what's going on Mm -hmm. oh thank you yeah that's that's one of the things i liked about the show uh i was a listener for almost a year before i you know i'm the next guy whose name starts with d so i was the obvious choice exactly exactly yeah it was a like a a default win yep Right. <laughs> uh, so if anyone had not heard you on the other show, uh, I guess tell us a little bit about your your original podcast, because that was kind of where you started, right? That's like the first thing that you that you really had done as, as far as podcasting. Yeah, I had uh, a little bit after college when I started sort of psychosemantic. It was um, 
going to be just interviews about whatever. And there are a couple lost episodes, but it didn't really do anything except for give me the name. <laughs> sure. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, uh, I was working on starting a bu- the the catchphrase that I eventually came up with was politics, movies and political movies. So that kind of leaves it still open to talk about anything because right. everything fits under the those <laughs> those guidelines. Right. But, you know, say like mm-hmm. I had you on. Uh, we talked about what movie? Dogma. Yeah. And we will probably be doing some other of uh, U.S. Universe films, I think. over Yeah. There. Yeah, and, you, you, nice. I, yeah, so, I refer to it as the Jay and Silent Bob trilogy. Yeah. Uh, so we could do uh, Mallrats and Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back with Dogma. I think that I makes mean, a good trilogy, right? Yeah, I think I think that would totally work. And you know, <laughs> I think the next movie coming out sometime around a week or two from whenever you're probably hearing this, I'm uh, should be doing Mars Attacks. Oh, and cool. uh, yeah, so it's it's pretty flexible. I try to tailor it when I can to things that are going on politically, sure. but the government's been shut down te- or partially <laughs> shut down for 32 days. So mostly everybody's just, we want you to sign this bill to start it back up. No. Or right, how about right. this one? No. Right. So I know I'm having fun. I'm going on tour. I am <laughs> guesting with you. Wonderful gentlemen. And uh, I'm still mm-hmm. recording. And so, yeah. Oh, cool, man. Yeah, and and what you like the thing that you do that is kind of cool that I have tried to pick up a little bit is just doing the the show is just you and then you bring on a, a guest host with you for for the most part on most shows and sometimes you do just kind of a short solo thing but um, that was also kind of an, an idea that I really wanted to do with the friends till the end was just like me with somebody different not necessarily every time because obviously you have people on multiple times but to to do different people each time to where Mm. you're you're just getting different perspectives and i've tried to kind of meld that into this show where now that marco and i did a bunch of shows together and we're comfortable then it was like all right well let's start bringing more guests on and get a good rotation of that which now our next show after this will be without any guests but then we'll go right back into having guests again so i think it's nice to have the rotating perspective where the two of us kind of know each other's sensibility but then we bring in this third person yeah and try and make that a sort of a different person and let them have some some sort of like influence on the pick sometimes or whatever and, and try and make things fit to their their sensibility as well and i guess that would be a good point to bring up these movies and why I had kind of suggested these ones for you since we're about 10 minutes in here and didn't mention the movies yet. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Uh, (laughs) We hinted at some of the titles. Yes. And uh, we're still continuing our trek through 2018 in the beginning of 2019 because we're slow. And our (laughs) next show is going to be our top 10. So we're fucking taking 2018 and throwing it in the dumpster and we're done with it forever. Well, not. We're done after that. Well, we might rewatch some of the movies, I guess. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so these movies are going to be Unsane and Assassination Nation, which were both releases from this year and both ones that people had kind of given a lot of praise to. Mm-hmm. And they both kind of have this theme of, of people are out to get other people or maybe not, or maybe mm-hmm. they are. And, yeah. and so I kind of thought that they paired up well of, of their very different settings of what these people are in where people are out to get them and they're kind of being these uh, these targets of some person or group of people but uh, they definitely have very targeted people as the centerpiece yeah, that, of these movies yeah that and they, they directly have each one has a message of you know they all they're all both movies are saying something about society 
Right. And right. Um, I thought that was kind of interesting because now it's like, you know, especially after Assassination Nation, when we get into it, it's one of those movies where we're like, oh, you know, we need to wake up because, you know, so shit's going down, you know. And um, sure. You know, every time I listen to Darian over here, it's like I get more paranoid. <laughs> you know, right. But, you know, but in, in one of those things where I need to oh, I need to be aware, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, and like I said, with, the, with these things, you know, are we are we talking about mental illnesses or is it society that's making us ill? It's just such a roller coaster of these two films. Sure. Sure. Like, like you said, they paired really, really well to each other. Yeah. And, and I, I even tried to find like different twists on it and I couldn't because every time I went <laughs> back to him, I was like, right. no, it's saying exactly what it was supposed to say. Sure. And I, I thought that these were good ones to, to bring Darren on for because I assume that you also think that everyone is out to get you all the time as well. So <laughs> I thought you, you gotta might be have careful. Some, you might have <laughs> some perspective right. on on the subject. So right. <laughs> Well like they say what, just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not out to get you. Exactly. Right. So yeah, I thought that would be interesting. And I, I will warn people that as we do eventually get into these two movies that we are going to spoil the shit out of anything that happens in them because mm-hmm. we just like to talk openly about the plot and, and what everything means to us. So uh, just be warned that these are new movies. We will spoil them. Um, I, I feel like there's some more, some these have some stuff that can be spoiled in them. So if you really Especially want to Unsane. go into them fresh. Yeah, yeah Unsane yeah. has like this, you know, where it's like um, maybe some aha moments, right? Maybe. Maybe. Mm-hmm. And uh, so if you, yeah, if right, you right. are worried about that, go see it and then, uh, you know, check back and, and join the discussion. But um, right. Assassination Nation really just has like one twist. Yeah, end, it's more like I said, it's more like a commentary and you're just kind of like, oh, my God, I, I right. don't know what, what the hell are we doing? But yeah. But either way, if you don't want them spoiled and you want to watch them fresh, we I would say that we would at least recommend watching these movies mm-hmm. um, if and if you want to hear us talk about them and then decide if you want to see them for yourself, then that's awesome too. So. That too. I mix and match. It depends on my level of interest in a film if I listen to people talk about uh, absolutely. it before I watch it. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I, I have done that where somebody, I mean, even just like stuff that you'll have on the show, I may not have seen and I'll like, oh, well, let me listen to this and see what Darren and whoever thinks about something and then decide if I, if it sounds like something I want to see, because it's not so much always about the ending. It's about the journey, you know? And so it's like, absolutely. If you guys are talking about things that happen and I'm like, oh, this just sounds like it's going to be boring to me. I'm not going to. Yeah. Yeah. We get to trust each other's opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, listening to other shows and everything, especially like the friends of the shows. And, and uh, it's like, it, there's for me, Star Wars is the only thing that's off limits. Uh, you can spoil whatever other movie. I don't care because, again, it's the journey. Like sure, Paul sure. said, you know, and yeah, there might be some sort of twist, but a lot of people are good at like, hey, just just watch it to the end. Trust me, you'll like it. So Yeah, yeah. There's a few movies that I feel like are worth it. And then there's a few movies that I feel like they just go way out of their way to try and be shocking or, or twisty at the end where it sure. comes off as, as more unearned and can be off-putting as well, so... You're talking about hereditary, aren't you? <laughs> uh, I knew it. Not exactly. I knew it. <laughs> Fucking knew it. No but kidding. that might be one. <laughs> that one is yeah. that one is more earned than others for sure. Okay. <laughs> but I will say the ending of of the ritual is much more earned than hereditary. Yes. Oh, I agree. I agree. That was I liked a good movie. I, I yeah. liked them both, but. That's, I, I was just telling Marco, how could I not like a movie about a giant deer monster that hangs people from trees and guts them? 
Yeah, like it's deers, great. Deers are my friends. So. De- deers are your friends. Yeah. Right. Swedish Wendigo or whatever the hell that ended up being. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so. See, we told you we were going to spoil stuff. <laughs> we haven't we even did. started talking about <laughs> these movies yet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right? So if you don't want anything at all spoiled, if you've seen every movie ever, then you're fine. <laughs> yeah. You're good. <laughs> yeah. You should be safe. I know somebody's going, good thing I've seen every movie ever. We're like, yes. That guy's <laughs> downward fist pumping. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Done. The uh, the pull down fist pump. Yeah. <laughs> is that the Napoleon Dynamite or is that exactly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, like that type of yes. one. Which the Kip? The, yeah, that was the kip. guy that we just saw in in uh, in um, Upgrade, right? Upgrade. The, the dude in <laughs> the upgrade, upgrade, upgrade looks like, looked kip. like Kip. <laughs> he totally does. Yeah. He's like Kip on steroids. It's like he one was. of those when you see the the guy's like a kid actor and then you see him later and he's all fucking jacked, <laughs> like like the way Urkel is now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't take him serious man i know uh so as far as these two movies were what was your sort of knowledge of these movies darren did you have either one of these i know assassination nation you kind of saw right before i had brought this up to you um but what about like with with unsane or or even with assassination nation were you was that on your radar before you had seen it or they, they were apologies for that little mic bump, so I'm glad you'll be able oh, to okay. just cut that okay. right out. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. No, that's all right. I'm not going to cut it. Yeah, they were both <laughs> on sort of opposite ends of the spectrum in my awareness. I had not heard of Unsane, I don't think, hmm. until you said, hey, do you want to do this on the show? Okay. And I saw a preview for Assassination Nation when I went and saw Black Klansman in the theater. And I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, that looks sweet. That looks totally right up my alley. And then a couple months went by and I kind of fell off my radar with all the other stuff that had been coming out. This has been a pretty good year for movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So I. And that one, it's had limited exposure. Like it's not on Amazon Prime, it's not on Netflix or anything. So. Right. Yeah. That stuff does slip through the cracks more easily. I found it in, you know, my my video game store. And. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I, it, it, it still made it onto my list when I was making my best of 2018 list and I was going through watching movies and, uh, but Unsane was not. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. I had heard of Unsane. I think it had like a short theater run, but it was actually in the theaters around here. And I think just because of it being made by Steven Soderbergh, so it had the a little bit of money behind it to put it on a few screens for right. a couple of weeks type of thing so plus the budget probably was smaller with the whole being shot on an iphone gimmick and stuff i know isn't that awesome uh you know the only thing that, that as far as like not to fully get into the movie yet but i hate that that i know that it was shot on an iphone like i, <laughs> I, I would have preferred if i didn't know oh, and then it, just been like oh it just is like a, it's just a cool looking aesthetic like no it didn't ruin oh, it for me it's just the whole time i was thinking like oh is this like, how would this look if it was on a regular camera as opposed to, oh, like, gotcha. that they just filmed it with some weird, like, old-fashioned camera to make it look more like a throwback movie or something. You know what I mean? So, right, right. But uh, that's then we'll talk more about the, the aesthetics of that movie when we get to it. But, yeah, I, I wish I didn't know that about it, that it was not that it was the iPhone gimmick. Uh, but no, it, it, it's, it was it, – I knew about that one. I had heard a few people talk about it. I know our mutual friend Lance had said this was actually one of his favorite movies of the year, and it, I didn't really hear anyone like destroying it or, or shitting on it too hard. So 
I figured that that one would be worth checking out. And all of these movies that we've been doing are ones that Marco and I both hadn't seen. So it was yeah. a way to kind of fill in the gaps here of stuff that we yeah. had heard of. Unsane was definitely on a, on a list like from a while ago. And it's probably probably from lance um right. it was more like you know when you hear it like three or four times you're like okay i got i gotta i gotta write this down because we always mm -hmm. have that ever-growing list of movies and unsane was like always there and i just didn't get right. to it until we we're like oh we're gonna watch it for the show i'm like yes thank you right right and uh i guess we'll when we when we get to talking about assassination nation we'll see what your opinion was as far as with your top movies of the year and and how that fit in or didn't fit in or whatever with that but uh, yeah, I, that one, I, I don't remember where I, I have all these different sources where I just watch trailers and, and look mm -hmm. at articles where people publish that shit is coming out and I browse through things that recently got put on Amazon all the time and somehow I came across that and was like, oh, what's this Assassination <laughs> Nation movie, you know? And uh -huh. kind of the same experience where I just watched the trailer at home on my computer and was like, yep. God damn, that looks fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, I like that very, like it's, it's one of those like a rock video type movie it is you know like a mick g type <laughs> film sometimes yeah like, yeah it's a movie it's, from it's, now you know right <laughs> oh yeah, yeah 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 it's it's a lot of like kind of non sequitur bits and there's just kind of like throwaway things that, that are put in there set to music just to kind of amp up the the fun factor you know mm -hmm. and so it's it's cool though because i like a film that knows that it wants to have fun like that too like, not yep. every film can do that, obviously, but when you see it done right. Like, another one is, uh, did, I don't know if you ever saw Mayhem. Did you see that, Darren? Is, is that uh, the the Walking Dead guy, Belko? Yes, yeah. Yeah. Stephen Yun. Yes, yeah. Stephen Yun, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was a fun movie. Yeah, it, it, like, that has that, that very uh, rock video style to it as well. I like yeah. that one as well. So, But, I mean, that's cool. That's like this, this uh, of today type of movie, like you had said, that is just kind of a... Uh, it's very appealing. It's very, you know, poppy. It has a lot of good kind of bassy music in it and stuff and, and gets people mm -hmm. amped up. So synthy guitar. I had, keep, I had to keep turning my fucking speakers down on my computer because <laughs> I had like the actual speaker speakers hooked up. And oh. The music would kick in and be like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, th I thought this one was cool, too. I, mm -hmm. I had had this on my list since i saw the trailer and, and was looking forward to it uh i don't think this one ever hit theaters that i know of or anything i think it was just or it was like very very limited if it did yeah i don't i don't recall i don't recall but i don't recall either of them hitting the theaters right. honestly which one assassination nation yeah or both any of them yeah it, it was sort of limited uh i didn't get to see it in the theater uh, as i said but uh mm -hmm. also our mutual friend duncan i believe he saw it in the theater in scotland oh oh okay Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, did you, did you, speaking of just movies being in the theater or not, did you find that more of your favorite movies of the year tended to be theater or non-theater ones? Because I know for me, it's mostly non-theatrical or at least not like big theatrical stuff. Yeah, I, I, I think in, in my list that I ended up doing, uh, it's not as many horror movies as a lot of you people that's focused specifically on horror got to see last year, but I try to watch sure. a decent amount, so it's not, these are the five movies I saw last year. Yeah, right. Sure. <laughs> yeah, that could sure. be obnoxious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, I know you weren't as big of a fan, possibly, of it, but I think the most uh, theater-style movie I saw that was in my top three or four was Hereditary. Okay. Yes! 
Yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't mean, necessarily yeah, cool. not a fan. I just, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't giving it the. Um, not as big as a fan as some people were. Yeah, I wasn't I, giving it I the like it. best of the yeah. year or best of the decade or yeah. you know, that stuff. So I mean, yeah, I, I liked it just because I like those type of movies anyway. And um, when I was watching <laughs> I, Hereditary, I was like, ah, you know, I was like sitting there going, okay, would Paul like this? He probably would <laughs> like it, but not love it. Right. And I think I'm right on that. Like, I love it. I love that movie. And um, yeah, it was just kind of like because I mean, I love the payoff at the end of it. I don't. I just like it hell payment right <laughs> <laughs> i had to take a little bit of time to digest it the, right the ending a little yes. bit it, it was it was more complicated than a lot of the other movie yeah sure yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. so it took me a little bit longer to catch up to how i was feeling about other yes yeah. well we were we were just kind of talking on the side about how uh we and a lot of people have really been feeling like the small screen kind of dominates horror now I, I with felt all of it the, the Netflix yeah. releases and the Shutter mm-hmm. exclusives and stuff, and I mean, you have so many good things. Whether yeah. you know, love it or hate it, things that have been big names like stuff like Mandy going to to uh, Shutter or Revenge or all the stuff that's gone to Netflix this year. Uh, it's just you know, the small screen is almost kind of dominating horror. I feel like. Yeah. I mean, I obviously, like you have Halloween just like destroyed everything this year, but <laughs> yeah, that's, that's like a major franchise type of thing with a lot of hype. So. Yeah. Sure. Well, this year, too, is no exception. I mean, you got It Chapter 2, right? That's going to be the talk of the town um, later on this year. But I I totally agree. Like, within the blockbusters or, like, the theatrical stuff, the horror movies don't tend to get longevity out of maybe a few weeks at the most, and then they're out. So if you miss it, you miss it. And a lot of the stuff that goes there is is not that good. Like, the... Yeah. You know, a lot of the, the throwaway Blum, Blumhouse stuff God, that goes the there, like the Slendermans ones, yeah. and the Truth or yeah. Dares and whatever. Oh, God. I'm almost threw up. Um, so. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I'm still waiting on Overlord because I had the flu the week it was here. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't yeah, yeah. get to go see it. And I can't, you can, I can pre order it some places, but I'm just I like, know. God damn it. I know that probably would have made my list well that's one regret that i have is like i had every intention to go and see it but things happen i'm like yeah i'll I'll catch it next week and it was gone it was just right right i'm like oh shit here we go so now i'm like i need to either try to find it streaming wise because i want to see it before we do our 2012 or 2018 review just to get it in there yeah i um it's funny because i saw it and was like man i really love this and I can say that I have looked, and it is also not screening on the pirate ship either. So yeah, so even the pirate ship movie theater is not screening it right now. It's it's in uh, it's in limbo. So I don't yeah. know that we'll be able to see it again or you for the first time before that show. Yeah, but yeah, maybe not. They I have mean, like the there's like the shitty where someone recorded it with their phone while they were watching it in the theater one. Right. Yeah, the Fire Stick versions and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The, the camera, the, the, like, it says quality HD or cam, and then, like, says cam quality. It's like, oh, shit. I know, I know. It, if, like you're watching a porno or something. <laughs> a homemade porn. I, I'm, homemade feeling, porn. I'm feeling like I might just go ahead and pre-order it, and I don't want to mess up your, your sponsorship from Sony, but I found it in my Xbox <laughs> store for pre-order. Oh, yeah. yeah, but it doesn't have a date on it. So, yeah, I saw oh, you could pre-order okay. the Blu-ray too of of it on Amazon already. But you would think it'd be soon. I mean, really, because I know I just hate what, that three, fucking three limbo. Three months now. 
It's like, why does yeah, it I have know. to not be available for a, a like two month period? It's fucking retarded. I mean, yeah, it's stupid. Sorry, I should yes. have said that. Wow. Um. Anyways, <laughs> through the power of editing, <laughs> said what? <laughs> Just don't use my voice again when you edit it, okay, Paul? I didn't say it. <laughs> uh. But yeah, I, I think that the the big screen has its place, and then there's a lot of just kind of weak shit that goes through the movie theater, and a lot of the uh, the more dramatic type of horror movies, which you know again mm-hmm. not not to like keep going back to Hereditary, but that's that's more of like a real movie. It's like a dramatic art- movie yeah, that has horror artsy. in it, right? Yeah, it's like I said, it's artsy. It's stylized. There's a lot of money involved into it, and there's big names, actors, and stuff. And that's what you know. A lot of times they get more credit than you know. Like I said, when 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 you and I, um, you know, did Raw. Like when I was like, why isn't this movie in front of everybody right now? This movie's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just not geared towards that, you know. And like Hereditary, I enjoyed, even though a lot of people said, oh god, you know, it's scary. I was like, I, I, to me, it was it wasn't scary whatsoever, but it was it was good. It was just good. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and it's more like a real award-worthy movie, which I don't like those kind of movies anyway, so. Right, which the the nominations the Oscars came out today and uh horror got X'd again. Right. I think yeah. Yeah, that happens all the time, whatever. It's all right. They don't, it's yeah. okay. Whatever. We don't I don't, we don't do it for the care. awards. <laughs> exactly. I'd rather just keep it to <laughs> us anyway. Yeah, exactly. Uh cool. So in addition to your your many shows uh, what other sort of hobbies do you do you try to make time for besides your shows and also having a family, uh, Darren? Let's see. Other other than that, uh, I try to stay as politically active in my community as I can. The things I nice, know, cool, upset about and want to say, mm-hmm. some, you know, or whatever. And uh, another thing that I that helps me. <laughs> It helps me with my rage. Is <laughs> right. uh, I I play the drums. I've I've played the drums for about twenty five years. Nice. Uh, I'm not really very active in bands right now anymore. You know, there's a sure sure. I think everybody in my main band has had kids in the last three years. Um, yeah. And but I'm a drummer, so I'm. Probably in bands I don't even know about right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, right. Sure, sure. You know, so a lot of a lot of times, right? I'll I'll jam in my uh, recording room in the bomb shelter in the psychosemantic bomb mm-hmm. shelter, or mm-hmm. it'll I'll just have a friend be, like, hey man, our drummer can't do this show. Can you do this show? And oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, but that's very nice. That's mostly it. Just the three podcasts, two on the Legion Podcast Network. One unaffiliated, mm-hmm. uh, as far as I know, and yeah, <laughs> playing drums, doing politics, yeah, reading books. Very cool. Sure, and I always keep you busy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and I I had sort of mentioned this when I came on your show, and I guess just in case anyone didn't hear that, I'll uh, just kind of bring it up here that I had sort of thanked you, people like you and Vanessa, and and people like Maddie and Andrew from Friday the Thirteenth, and and just other peers of ours that have been just sort of around and and putting your voice and your opinion out there and not being shy about it which has made me feel more i guess more just responsible about my own thoughts and my own actions but also Mm. just kind of trying to like figure out who i am and and what kind of person i want to be and what like side of things do i stand on and not just kind of be 
wishy-washy and you know i used to always just be like the, oh i don't care i'm just gonna let everything mm-hmm. kind of pass by me and fucking the world happens and it is what it is and it's fine like i don't care about if people want to do that or not but just hearing people like you and the other and the other people that i had mentioned talk about things and and the passion that you have for these things and the way that things have affected you and and you know specifically with them and some of the harder times that they've gone through talking about makes me just sort of feel like i want to be a better person and not just kind of let things go by and and not worry about them so i I appreciate your ability to put your opinions out there and be so free about it and and that sort of helped me to feel like i can form my own opinions that i can put out there as well oh well man that that means a lot thank you yeah i've (laughs) i've I've always been that annoying political person, I guess. <laughs> you know, my, my parents were super active, so they were taking me to protests and stuff when I was in, you know, second, third, fourth grade and onward. And then, you know, my mm-hmm. long hair hippie kid got into punk rock in, uh, in junior high, so I started spiking that hair up. And <laughs> I just got more nice, ab- sure, sure. abrasive. <laughs> or, yeah. I don't know. I, maybe that, I don't know. I sound a little too laid back to call myself abrasive, but yeah, it, it, it came easily for me and I was mm-hmm. around a lot of supportive people that were like, yeah, you know, you care about people. Mm-hmm. It, it's good to, right. You know, yeah. To yeah. Think about that. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, yeah. 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 That's, that's the whole thing. That's like, I try to, um, as, as I'm not very vocal when it comes to like, you know, social media and like telling other people, you know, or just kind of putting myself out there. I'm not, but I, I am, very active in educating myself so if i don't know about something i'll go read up on it i'll talk to somebody about it i'll do that those kind of researches and like said your show it like paul said it does help like your show Mm -hmm. and those type of shows like really i kind of like yes i'm on the right course i'm on the right side of history when it comes to this kind of stuff because it can get very ugly you know and uh and if you're not honestly if you're not talking to people you become ignorant and ignorant is what you happen um is what happens when you get Donald Trump in, uh, elected. But anyway, uh, <laughs> that's what happens, people. That's true. So, <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, it's just so important to educate yourself. Um, mm-hmm. You know, read up on stuff you don't understand. Don't just take someone's word for it. Uh, you know, even ours. Don't take my word. Don't take Darren's word. Read up on yourself, you know, but but still, Darren's on the right side of history here. Oh, sure, sure. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, try to get two sources. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or say yeah. allegedly a lot. Um, yeah. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. Right. Put that in your vocabulary once a day. Yes. Right. At the very end of the day, say, this is a work of satire. And then. <laughs> yeah. And you're covered. You're safe. John Stewart Absolutely. did it forever. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, why don't we uh, take a little break here and we will play a bit of music that is somehow related to or a part of one of these two movies. And then we'll come back to talk about Unsane. <laughs>
right, we are back from our break. We are going to talk about our first movie, which is Unsane. And like always, I will read the possibly terrible IMDb synopsis. <laughs> Let's see. It says, a young woman is involuntarily committed to a mental institution where she is confronted by her greatest fear. But is it real or a product of her delusion? Insert dun-dun-dun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that's that's fairly accurate, and they mm-hmm. don't give away anything, but unlike the synopsis, we are going to give away everything. <laughs> everything. So the the uh, final warning here, and the, the greatest fear that is in this movie, which I feel like is no mystery if you see the trailer, kind of also at least alludes to the fact that she has this, this very invasive stalker, mm-hmm. uh, which is not brought up in the beginning of the movie, but comes up just later comes yeah. up organically in this in the situation and then it's all kind of given back to us at that point yeah. uh the the um thing we had talked about earlier was that this movie was was made by steven soderbergh who's a well-known director but he had made this all on an iphone i'm sure using thousands of dollars of additional equipment like <laughs> like tracking dollies and and various lens packages and editing software yeah. but the camera base was actually an iPhone of this. iPhone, yeah, it's, yes. that was great. And like, and, and I didn't know that until after I saw this. Oh, okay. so yeah, so I didn't, I had no clue about it. And I, like, like what you had mentioned, I, I just figure, oh, it's just a style that it's going for, and it's working because it's a little bit more homely, I guess. You know, it's 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 not where it's dependent on lighting, right, and, right. And well, everything is very warm. Things. It's it's got the whole thing has very, like a warm, yeah, kind of yellow feel to it, a yellow glow. And yep. I think that plays in, especially after you find out that there's a stalker. Mm-hmm. When you go back, at least the second time I watched it, and I know, I know, I know that's not something nobody's noticed before, but the, you see her, the camera work on her is like so many POVs from the stalker, likely. And Sure. Yes. And that yes. it's done on an iPhone is even totally working with that. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really well done. Just the the whole thing of how it's constructed, as far as the technical aspect with the the camera phone or the the iPhone being the camera, um, I was really impressed with a lot of the moving shots and how well the stability was on it too. Just where yeah. the going down hallways or the the way the camera moves or zooms in, and it really holds the stability well. So yep, it it looked good that way. I think the only thing that really was like noticeable to me was obviously it was cut off to where it was not the full widescreen. It was like the smaller picture box. Oh right. And um, it it didn't have as much of like the the depth focus, which you could also do that with a regular camera. I know usually they'll they'll have the background as a little more blurred out or less noticeable. Yeah, you're gonna get your phone a lot doesn't more... do that as much. But yeah, you're gonna get a lot more close-ups and mm-hmm. um, yeah, in like like getting people in the frame where you know you have to get in the face which i again i for this type of movie where it's just stalking and and mm-hmm. paranoia type thing where you got to put the camera right in the action it just kind of like worked instead of trying to you know have like a, do a fancy setup shot i think this this works really good and i'm like again i was like super impressed i'm like i have an i7 you know but right. you know i have no creative juice when it comes to making a movie you know so <laughs> <laughs> i could sure, just watch sure. them um you know, but I was just so impressed about that. And I know, I know it's not the first movie filmed on iPhones and everything, but it just like I think it has to do with the content of 
the film or the context of the film mm-hmm. where you maybe do you kind of choose to be like okay well you know doing it a shot shooting it you know stylized with a with an iphone or handhelds or whatever you got to have the right story right and be, this being like you, again you have to have the intrusiveness and all this all these things in there it just worked so mm-hmm. yeah no this this movie kind of almost plays two different parts to it a little bit in the the first half mm-hmm. you know it starts out with kind of the, there's it's not so subtle about the fact that there's a stalker when they first open the movie and it's all blue and right. it's just him talking over the top of, of saying about how she looked bl- good in blue because it was the first time he met her or whatever. Right. But then the whole thing is just her getting committed and, and saying, you know, she goes to see this person and says that she had a stalker and whatever and is, is like losing her mind and they kind of trick her into committing herself into the hospital. Right. And that's like the first half of it is just that she's being wrongfully held. Well, there's like two stories going on, right? There's that right. Um, tricking her, meaning like you know they got her to confess that she uh, was a danger to herself and suicidal because mm-hmm. she might have had a thought and she described it in a some sort of detail that was you know maybe triggered an alert. But you know obviously we're I like while I was watching it, I was like she's fine. She's just confiding in a psychiatrist, and then. Mm-hmm. Of course, you have the stalker, the 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 horror aspect of this thing, where right. you know it's potential danger going in. Right, right. Now, uh, I don't know, Darren, your experience with um, with like the whole medical industry or, or hospitals or or any of that type of stuff, but I don't have a lot of experience with it. But I was watching with my girlfriend who works in social work and knows a little bit of that kind of stuff, and. Like basically the whole time she was like, I mean, this is, it's fine, but this is not how any of this stuff works. <laughs> like, the, And I don't know if you had sort of that same experience where you had to kind of step outside of reality and, and be like, this seems kind of like bullshit that they could go this far as far as hold, with, you know, holding her and not holding letting people somebody, see her. Right. But I, I don't know. Do you have any experience or any thought on that? Um, well, in the, the psychiatrist sort of, uh, not looking out necessarily for her best interest. I have seen stuff like that happen before. Um, my my biggest exposure t- personally to that other that I I mean I've often dated or you know my wife has uh, depression and stuff like that, so she has mm-hmm. treatment. She sees a she sees a doctor uh, on occasion. She doesn't mind me saying it because one of the things is people are sort of it's still sort of taboo to talk about mental health for some reason. Right. Oh sure. So yeah, sure. Yep. you know, uh, I, I I always check and make sure before I tell any of anybody's stories. Um, but the yeah, my personal experience was in third grade. I think it was my class did a couple months in one of those double sided or two way gla- two way mirror classrooms at the college yeah. and the psychiatric mm-hmm. department or whatever just studied our class. But yeah, you know, that wasn't really back and forth. That was just being observed. Right. right. As far sure, as I sure. can remember. And then, you know, <laughs> I'll see the number three and I'll just start twitching and <laughs> I'll be activated. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. It'll have to be in a very specific place. But right. Uh-huh. I've, I've always yeah. focused on that number. Right. <laughs> what about you, Marco? Do you have any trouble, uh, I guess, just suspending disbelief that mm. that this would be something that could happen to go to this extent, yeah. at least just as far as the, the holding her. 
Yeah, and, I um, and not letting anyone see her or have access to her or anything like that. Well, yeah, with that whole thing, I was getting pissed. I was getting pissed off watching the movie for mm-hmm. her. Like, how can they just do this? How can they just hold her and and not tell her things? Um, uh, it, it's like the beginning of it's a little bit uh, believable, but then when they're like, I, I, we can hold you for another seven days just for just because. Here's this: the medication thing was was really bugging me. Like, why? How can you commit something and just start giving a medication when she just talked to a psychiatrist once, talked to the administrator like for right. five minutes? Here's lithium. Here's this. Here's that. Just to hold her there now. Sure. Because sure. because this movie dealt with the scam. You know, um, that's what made it believable because, yeah, I think there are, you know, mental health institutes Mm -hmm. that are there for your best interest, you know, and this one in the movie was definitely not. They were there for they didn't care about your well-being. Um, You know, if there was a death, they would cover it up. I mean, they they did that in the in the film, like everybody was involved in it. That's what sometimes is hard for me to believe is that the entire facility is involved. You know what I mean? Unless they're getting paid very well. You know. Right, right. Well, not everybody well, yeah, even... has to be involved. Just the right people. You should watch. Very true. The Dirty Money episode in the documentary series on Netflix on uh-huh. uh, the medical industry. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> it's I'm not be all mental health. With you, Darren, but you should... I swear. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. I'll be right there with you, man. Yeah. Well, and and uh, so you kind of brought up that there is this this sort of scam that is going on that gets uncovered, which is a kind mm-hmm. of another layer to this movie where I agree it makes it a little bit more palpable or, or palatable that mm-hmm. that this could be going on to this extreme because they're just kind of set up to be like, okay, shove these people into a hospital bed, pump them full of drugs, hold them yep. down for seven days so we can collect thousands of fucking dollars from the insurance company and then we'll just kick them out and they'll just be happy that they're free yeah and, and it seemed like it. they had it all legally protected because if right. you're a danger to yourself by law this and that um you know i've i've dealt with that person not personally but i knew somebody who was suicidal and we had them um we took them to a, a facility that they had by law they were um you know taken for 24 hours after 24 hours they're free to go unless they pose a danger to themselves now okay. That's how you know. That's I've I've witnessed that firsthand. Um, but it, like I said in this movie, they kind of forcibly uh, you know made things worse for her. You know, they committed her the twenty four hours, right. and then they got her for another seven days because again the movie depicts saying a her insurance approved it. Therefore, they kind of like forced this outburst on her um, to get her you know held within seven days. And then of course the stalker element doesn't help either because now she's flipping out. Yes, well, that that ends up kind of being the extra layer to this whole thing is now this guy has followed her to, I believe it's in Pennsylvania, right? Uh, from Boston to, to Pennsylvania, I think, yeah. Yeah, like I think she, so, she came from Boston. Right, and, yeah. and he followed her all the way there and kind of changed his identity and, and got a job at this institution so that he can also kind of stalk her from a hands-on yeah and and permissible type of situation which it seems a little bit i guess maybe not weird but but just the like how did he know that she was going to be put in or was he just watching her and then as soon as she was put in i guess he was like okay now i have to figure out how to get into the hospital and so then two days later he's working there i guess 
Yeah. Well, there's the question mark, right? Is right. she insane or is it this insane thing? Is it is this a figment of her imagination or is this real? Like, right, right. That's what this movie wants you to do. It wants you to question every move, um, especially like a second time watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you look at it and go, okay, you know, look what she did here, and 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 you're like, you're right. How could how convenient all of a sudden she gets she goes to see a psychiatrist, gets committed, and all of a sudden he starts working there that next day. Um, right. Did he have her commit? I mean, what, what, it, again, it's that it's this thing. It's it's what Soderbergh does very good, right? Um, right. Well, and I I feel like the mystery was not such a big part. I don't know what did what did you think, Darren? Was did you feel like they really tried to keep it mysterious, or was it like to me? It felt pretty obvious. I kept waiting for them to try and lean more on the she's crazy and hallucinating mm-hmm. this, but they kind I of immediately. So, yeah. I felt like they immediately kind of just squashed that and were like, no, this is really the guy is after her. I I've, I think it depends on how introspective you want to get about who is telling you the story you're watching. Because sure. sort of like with Pie Wacket. Wait, I don't want to do That's still pretty new. Um, I didn't see that. So. <laughs> okay, so never mind. But there's the question of her sanity and if all this is her hallucination because, you know, there aren't really a whole lot of things when she's doing the interactions that make you know for sure or not, but things happen when she's not there. Mm-hmm. So right. if if you're sort of watching in, then the things that are happening when she's not there would lead you to think that this is all really happening. You know, the cops right. and busting the PR woman that's got hired out of business school to run a hospital, which happens. Right. Um, so it, it seems like it's it it's done really well. It's done like the nobody believes me story in that, right. you know, he's just some guy to everybody else. But mm-hmm. right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was kind of how I felt was that they didn't try to play on the fact that she she was crazy as much as that she was actually right but nobody would believe her because she was just kind of caught up in the scam and it was it was more beneficial to them to go along with their scam than to try and believe her and help her. Yeah, I you know? um this is how I got like I said when uh watching this a second time, you start picking up mm-hmm. things, right? So before she gets committed, she goes out on a date with this guy and she she's a, she's that type of uh person just like um she even says I'm afraid of everything. I'm, I'm I live in constant fear and it's because of the stalker. She had a stalker um you mm-hmm. know this guy just you know wouldn't leave her alone. And she goes on this Tinder date on the bar, right? And she brings him home says, "Look, you don't have to smooth talk me. We're going to go home and you know, we're going to we're going to do everything that you wanted to do. Um but just don't ever call me again and just kind of whatever." So uh she she brings him to his ho- her house but then she like looks at him and flips out like obviously right, she right. saw the stalker because it, there's scenes in her where um, she thinks she sees him at his work yes. and it's not him. So now my take is this. The whole committed thing was the, the um the her stalker David wasn't even in there. He was on the outside doing all these things um you know uh, getting to her mother on the outside all the stuff inside to me i to me i'm taking that was in her head and then when she was released the stalker got her and that was real like okay. you know there, because just if you, there's like these two things that are going on and and like you said i think it's too convenient for him to get a job that day only for seven days and he has this impeccable record um right. to be to be there and he said his name was george inside and of course you can fake that um, and he is in the medical industry, so he could fake all that stuff. But I just think that the movie was trying to be a little smarter than just black and white. 
Um, right. It, and that's the that's the hard part with like taking like Steven Soderbergh, right, and saying like it can't be this just straight lace, you know, boom, boom, boom. It can't, you know. And that's my problem. Like, well, maybe it can, you know. Who, who says it can't? Um, so I sure, to yeah. <laughs> I, I took it more as it was as it was a straight story, and they were trying sure, to tell sure. the narrative. And of it could like be, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Her just not being able to get anyone to believe her. Well, uh, I like both ideas, but oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh no, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, but so I guess two questions: is if her stalker isn't in the hospital, does some other orderly kidnap her and put her in a rubber room downstairs? I think it's. Well, like I said, um, that oh, whole thing could be in her hallucination? mind. Okay, it's it's not just hallucination. It could have been like where she got in trouble, and in her in her vision, in her mind, her insanity is David is doing this. David is doing this. Even uh, Violet, the the inmate that she had killed, the other one that's inside, I'm mm-hmm. taking like she killed her. You know, I mean, the, you I, you could go kind of like, nah, that's way too twisting. You know, that's whatever. But in her mind, this is what happened, and. Um, you know, David's a figment of imagination, so yeah. it could be other orderlies like taking her. Um, when she lured Violet into the the basement room, where um, she saw David snap the neck of Violet, where she could have lured her there somehow and killed her herself. I don't know. Uh, again, I could be just reading into it, and it could be just straightforward. David is there stalking her and and doing these right, things. Right, right. I like that it's open to interpretation. You know, mm-hmm. sure. Sure. It's so just because of the they... intro scenes, the, the 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 bookend scenes where the beginning of the film before he even saw David, she was seeing him. And at the end, she was seeing him again, even after, spoiler, right. he, you know, he, she killed him or supposedly killed mm-hmm. him. So uh, I, I, going back to that in the basement, in the padded room where she gets locked up. Yeah. And I was I was kind of like, I don't know, not necessarily thought that it was it was stupid, but I thought that it was kind of a shitty plan that she had to to get out i was like well, oh. it seems like a, a weird choice to choose of a way to manipulate him but i guess whatever in, in in the crisis situation you just come up with whatever you can come up with at the time right and she knows that she can use sex as a weapon against this guy right take out but her then, movie at, at the same time too. yeah, yeah she, well, she knew violet had she, the weapon also so. yeah yeah and she basically just got her killed and i was like you fucking yeah, bitch care. that was kind of yeah shitty. yeah well, that's the whole point. Like, like <laughs> she's also kind of an asshole. Yeah, exactly, exactly. She's not a nice person. This is right. not something where um, she's about her uh, self-preservation. So Violet was a piece of shit for her. So if she got killed, oh well, <laughs> you know she's. I know. Whatever. I, I thought she she should have just been compliant with him and went along. Like, right, oh, okay, yeah, out. we'll, we'll exactly. go. And yeah. then go and then just like kill him while he's sleeping or something. Or like run, yeah, she could easily or, gain his trust and just fucking jack exactly. him when he's not paying attention. Exactly. Well, yeah. They they teach. I think one of the first things they teach you in self defense is uh, never let him get you to the second location. And I right. I, I don't think she initially intended for what's her name Violet the yeah. asshole yeah. lady. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't think she initially intended for her to die. I think you're right. Yeah, she knew she knew she had the weapon so she was right. gonna kill him and they were both gonna get away but right like he you got, said she got caught yeah she's an opportunist yeah. or you know she is selfish in her own ways so it oh, became yeah, yeah. her or me mm-hmm. right know, bye <laughs> bye violet exactly casualty of war right yeah. <laughs> uh and then it, it, there's so the the one whole other kind of thing that was going on here was that she befriends I can't, I can't remember the guy's name but the other Nate the other inmate I think uh, Nate or Nick yeah, it's a, Nate Nate oh, I think uh, yes yeah. yes it was Nate so she befriends this guy who 
apparently this is also like the loosest mental hospital <laughs> in the world where they just all sleep in the same room and they have like cell phones and oh, they, yeah. they get drugs and all kinds of shit going on here but so he has a cell phone and, and she's using this to kind of make calls and become friends with him and then he kind of starts right. to tell her his theory of the conspiracy of this place to keep people locked up and just kind of milk their insurance until it runs out and then kick them out the door mm-hmm. uh, but what I thought was interesting is that we find out that he was also an informant or, or some kind of an undercover agent. A reporter. Right. As well. A reporter, which, right. Yeah, which which leads to the demise of the whole place as well. Yes. Because the uh, the David Stalker guy ends up ends up killing him because he was in the way of him being with her. They were too friendly, right. Yeah, so that was kind of a whole fucked up thing where he basically just kidnapped the guy. And again, he kept kind of like tormenting her. He would... He like stole her mother's ring and then slipped it under her pillow. Oh, I he know. Stole the I guy's know. phone and then slipped it under her pillow, and so she knew. And then you know she just keeps freaking out every time something is there. She's like, "Fucking motherfuckers! Yeah, look at all this shit." I think it was his way of keeping her there, <laughs> keeping her committed, like mm-hmm. showing, like like his way of tormenting her. And no one's gonna believe her. No one believes her that David's right. there as a stalker. Um, you know, even like when David medicates her, uh, throws in a, dif- a different medication, she does that hallucination yeah, right, thing that's right. to keep her there, keep her committed. So he has eyes on her and then he can try yes. to yeah, yeah. talk to her and stuff. Yeah. And again, it's like one of those things. It's, it's such a mind fuck, man. I'm telling you, I'm like, I'm flipping out over here because I don't know if right. it's that or is that all her, you know? So, but that it's, it's just kind of funny that by keeping that guy around, as the employee that he ended up kind of <laughs> causing the situation that, that led to the whole thing getting busted open on them. Right. Because with him him dying and then they find his notebook and they hide it and then the police are brought in because they're like, oh, this guy never came back, you know? Right. And so that, that was just kind of, I thought, ironic in a way that they were, they were hiring this guy because they just thought like, oh, he's a good employee and, and we don't care about the fact that this person's accusing him of being a stalker and then that ends up kind of yeah, fucking the whole thing up. <laughs> yeah, they did nothing about it. They didn't do any background check. They just said, oh, he's, he's just got a uh, impeccable record. He comes from, well, they did. You know, they did say that they did a background check, but some, saying yeah. and doing is two I, different things. I feel like, right. it, unless, unless I'm hallucinating, which is possible, <laughs> uh, I I feel like in one of the scenes where uh, uh, Sawyer isn't there, but we're watching other people do stuff. I thought the uh-huh. cops said that they had finally ID'd the body they had found in the woods, and it was yes, yeah, the yeah. name of the uh, the man nurse, the the nurse. Yeah, so, Greg. I, I, or right, Greg. Yeah, so, yes. so uh, he killed him and yeah. made some sort yeah. of passable fake ID, or like you said, they didn't mm-hmm. do any more checks after he had, you know. Right. Yes, right. yeah, yeah. So who knows? Depends on if uh, we're supposed to believe the story we're seeing. <laughs> yes. And uh, mm-hmm. just kind of one one last thing that I thought was a, a really cool part of the movie and also kind of a really haunting part of the movie was the whole the whole cameo with Matt Damon as kind of oh, the, <laughs> the yeah, stalker right. expert. Okay, let's talk about Sawyer Valentini in Boston, year zero. Um... Obviously, I would recommend sensors on all your doors and windows, and I would swap the terrace doors out for a steel cord door. Um, update your deadbolts. Uh, I want to talk to you about situational awareness, okay? Where's the nearest police station? Where's the nearest fire station? These are things that should always be right on the tip of your tongue. Yeah, parking. Um, I know you have parking in the rear of the building with a back entrance. I'm going to ask you not to use that anymore. 
I know it's convenient, but I, I would advocate selling your car and using a ride service. If you can't or won't do that, uh, I would say park on the street, preferably under a light source, uh, and come back and walk through this, this courtyard here where people can see you. With your keys in your hand, by the way, you want your keys always in your hand. You don't want to be digging around in your purse in the dark for your keys. Um, and I'll talk to you about and help you with a go bag, you know, just uh, cash, credit cards, uh, change of clothes, flashlight charger, that kind of thing, a firearm, if, you, if you're uh, open to that idea of purchasing and registering a firearm and learning how to use it. Think about altering your routine uh, when you go to work, when you leave work, um, that kind of thing. How about social media? Are you on any social media accounts? Uh, I'm on Facebook, but my account's private. Right, okay, that's, that's no good, because he'd be able to, uh, you know, figure out a friend of yours from marching band or uh, a sorority sister and, and, and go get photos from them, create a bogus account, and then try to friend you that way. Your friends know your email, just, that's enough, just delete the Facebook today. Um, and then talk to your friends, you know, be open about this, inform them what's going on, tell them not to mention you, don't tag you on Instagram, you know, uh, um, you know, baby showers or, or uh, you know, Chardonnay day with the girls or, you know, whatever it is. If there's someone's taking a picture, you do whatever you can to get out of it. All right. And think of your cell phone as your enemy and this, your new best friend. And now he's here. Or maybe it's all in my head. <sighs> and I was like, man, this part is is so good but at the same time it's just like so haunting to listen to the way that he just yes strips everything from her life away from her right and it's just like oh you like doing this nope you can't do that anymore you can't do this yeah. you can't do that like this is your life now you are forced into basically this wide open prison yeah. for as long as possible yeah mm -hmm. gives her that gift of fear book and yeah and it's like sitting there going you know because in her reaction too of him listening to all these things like this is what you do you don't hang out with friends anymore forget social media blah 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 and she's just like i just wanted this to go away i didn't you know change my whole right, life right. because of this and it's like oh back yeah, yeah. yourself in a corner what you know a lot of people would they take the you know law into their own hands because they can't live like that you know mm -hmm. absolutely yeah his his whole part there is just so well performed i mean he's such a yeah. professional Oh yeah, but it was it was great just, to like, see. Crush that part. I, I, I had to take a double take. I'm like, is that Matt Damon? <laughs> I was like, cool, that's awesome. <laughs> right, and he's not he's not killing people as the uh, angel of death anymore. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> damn it. <laughs> that's his day job. That's that's why. Yeah, right. but I, I think that that his I, I, he's a very good actor, and it helped deliver it so quickly that you know that yeah that is the, the victims of domestic violence in particular yeah mm -hmm. tend to be punished more than the perpetrators it seems right you know? mm -hmm. right so yeah, she's yeah, yeah. she's got to yeah, change yeah. her whole life he just has to stay a hundred yards away and she's yeah, exactly. she spends right. the rest of her life wondering if he is the gift of fear right, right right yeah yeah no it's it's crazy just the way that that broke it down it, it really put that into perspective because i know like I've obviously never, I shouldn't say obviously, but I've never had a stalker before. <laughs> and, uh, I guess I shouldn't just assume because I'm a guy that I wouldn't have a stalker, but, but I don't know anyone that's necessarily had a stalker to that level or yeah, anything that is, is an interesting thing that they, it seems like they did homework to actually like 
really bring in real information about this sure. and, and try to treat this as as respectfully and realistic as possible, which I think really added to the whole aesthetic of the movie being shot on, on a handheld, on a phone camera, and, and mm-hmm. it, it felt like you were watching a real thing happen. Yes. And I think you know, the, what you Darren there. pointed out about the recording from kind of stalker perspective with someone's phone like they would be in in real life right is is a, a cool thing that like, i think it's a good way that they had kind of put all these things together into sort of one kind of neat little package that this movie is and i mean you have great performances there's not a ton of actors and everyone does a really great job the the right. lead actress claire foy really kills she was the, great. The, the role of being crazy but yeah. not crazy at the same time Right, and and our stalker guy David, he yes, was awesome. Which which we hadn't mentioned is is Josh from the Blair Witch Project. Right, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's just locking and going. Uh, this guy looks familiar. He's <laughs> awesome. As he he survived. Right, he got possessed by the witch and he is, became uh, a stalker. It a makes crazy perfect stalker sense. Now. Perfect sense. <laughs> you heard it here first. That's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, we like to throw people into different universes like that. Yes. Yeah. So. What did they, they found like his teeth or something, right? So he got a couple teeth ripped out, but he escaped from the woods. Right. His tongue and his Went teeth. And got I him think. fixed. Yeah. Yeah. So you could get that shit fixed. Well, yeah. I mean, a couple years of therapy. Uh, yeah. You know, grow a beard. He's fine. So you don't really take your, right. take your, uh, uh, you know, eyes off your mouth. Right. Perfectly get some really, get some really cool glasses. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Those were definitely stalker glasses. They were. No, he did a great job. I like I like how soft spoken he was oh, yeah, yeah. in this film and just kinda like that. And strong he was strong too. So, you know, he could be violent yeah, he was when great. he wanted to, uh, which would made it very dangerous, like you know. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, you know, that's that's the scary thing about it. Like, you know, I haven't seen a stalker movie in a long time, right? So this was this was very refreshing to <laughs> kind of watch this and, and see these performances on this guy will not let her go and you know, right, he does right. this whole diatribe about like I love you, you're the only thing. She's like, how could you? And you, they go back and forth, and um, it, it's that obsession that 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 he'll do anything, even to the point. Of course, everybody knows that you know stalker. They want to, they'll see you in the ground before they see you with anybody else. You know. Yes. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Cool. Well, I think we could probably wrap this one up here and go around and give our, uh, our final thoughts and ratings on mm-hmm. this one and save some time for the next movie which might have a little bit more <laughs> yeah more convoluted I'm, discussions about that I'm going to need medication for the next movie and therapy <laughs> yep uh, so why don't you go first then Marco with this one sure um, for everything that we just said and, and like all the open interpretations or how you can perceive this movie I like those kind of things um, where it can make you think and then you watch it you're like okay that answered my question or did it did it raise more questions um, again, being shot on the iPhone, I just thought it worked. I thought it worked really good for this type of movie. It wasn't just for the sake of like, can we do it? You know, they did it and they did it correct. Um, and of course, the actors stole the show for me. They they did a great job. So I enjoyed this movie. I would highly recommend it. And I gave it an eight, a solid eight out of ten. Uh, you know, it's one of those things. It's, it's a thinker. It's not necessarily a you know, very suspenseful, but it's scary in the fact like this shit happens or it can happen mm-hmm. or, you know, it's like that real life horror stuff. And like I said, the stalker element in real life where your life is co- completely destroyed, a restraining order is just a piece of paper when you got to change your entire life and uh, constantly be living in fear that, that that's got to drive you insane. So sure. Sure. Uh, what about you, Darren? 
you have any final thoughts on this one? Yeah, I think we said it and he said it. And uh, I would just add, I kind of, I liked the little, at least what I perceived to be nods to misery with the, the hammer and yes, the yeah, ankle the, the and, and right. then the ending. <laughs> right. Yeah, so she couldn't run anymore. Yes, break her ankle. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, I would uh, probably also rate it eight, 8 out of 10. Nice. Very good, very good. Uh, yeah, I, I liked this one quite a bit. I had mentioned that I had a little bit of trouble kind of getting over the, the pathway to her hospitalization and, and the forcefully right. staying there and when her mom coming and the cops and all that stuff. Like, it, it felt like it was a little bit forced, and I don't know enough about it to say, like, I, I guess maybe there is some sort of loophole or something that that can work. Mm-hmm. And just the fact that she's like, no, this guy is my stalker. Like, check my records and you'll see. And they're like, ah, fuck you. You're crazy. Yeah. Like, if you had a restraining order, it'd be on file and it's easy right, to right. pull up. Like, yeah, okay. You know, there should be pictures so, and everything. But yeah. yeah. It felt a little bit clunky with that whole thing, but I loved the, the aesthetic of it. The acting was great. I, I liked the parts that were suspenseful. And for a movie that didn't have a ton of action, but it was not super long and I, I felt... Like it was, it was very engaging throughout, and I love the weird music that was played yes. through a lot of the scenes. That, that that weird kind of like metronome, yeah, like little kind of percussion sounds and whatever that they were doing. I don't even know what a lot of that stuff was, but uh, it, it was very it just kind of carried the scenes along, where it it kept like this this sort of beat that when things were not moving very fast, it still kept it feeling like they were moving. Yeah, because it had that kind of flow to it. So, uh, yeah, very interesting movie and and a good one to watch again when you already know what happens and then kind of go back and and decode it a little bit if you want to. Right. Uh, still not totally my my favorite, but I had given this one a seven and a half out of ten. Cool. So, I do like it quite a bit. Not something that I loved, but right, I, right. I, I do really like it, and and it does have good rewatchability, for sure. Well said. All right, so let us take our next break here, and we will kind of recoup a little bit, and we'll come back and talk about Assassination Nation. I moved through the third world, my third eyes to God and light, invite the fight. We all die tonight. The life I live, the 25 to life bid. Parole we nig, I stroll a globe fugitive. Cream of short, T cipher, power stalk, plus the fiend talk. Three G's the course in Supreme Court. White lies and blackmail land me back in jail. We're old for sale of stolen gold, but it failed. Stranded on the front line, I shine to the dumb and blind. It comes time I take back what was once mine. Crunch time in the first quarter from the worst slaughter. There was poison in the birth water. The earth daughter rest ahead of my chest. Through the struggle, we cuddle on the half moon crest. While a breast plant fear and exploit the gun blasting. Central broadcasting is shackling. Nerves are unfastened. Trapped in deep water gasping. A class with the titans for my yeah. half on the axe. I stopped producers' careers. The weak spot was the air. Scorpion darts hits the mark. Pistol heart with silver spares. You're bewildered. My unsaturated, low filtered. Double still filtered. Still delivering built tilted. MCs upon the axis. The body has a tactic. Blastic acid desert. Drop cactus practice. You can never match this invincible. Who tank indispensable. One nation under God. Indivisible with liberty and justice. The mic is in my clutches. Ducks who bring ruckus leaving crutches. Um, 
unforgivable Snakes face the devil as sword starts to swivel Decapitates the head, makes the projects more livable Interchangeable, coarse and flammable My chamber is 99 plus one unnameable Angles and strangles, microphone cord starts to dangle Silent as the gases that pass throughout your anal Retreat through your doors, seep out like sweat through the pores Destroy your internal organs with the biological warfare First of all, before we move on, this shit is like a Yukon dawn Spread it out like great poupon splurging, merging in the suburbs Using this just like an adverb, action word flowing like a blackbird God came in, aiming like Terry Bradshaw, he hit the crash ball Stay relaxed, God, your shit is smash ball You handle this just like algebra, UFO spot him like Gallagher Holding like bulletproof accuracy, you so fly, yeah, right You wanna get me high, yo, Bobby, you hear hop shooting it like they blue tops No, you won't play me like your lady, pay me 380, spit it at you like a baby Final destination, hey. War is extremely serious and it saddens me to have to take things to deadly measures to have you measured and shot for no pay. It's assassination day. I stalk my enemy like prey. Tranked by deceptional sounds that deceives and lures MCs to the lair with a mic like bait then the waits to be bitten by greed. Temptation tempts my victim to proceed forward. Ignorance wouldn't allow retreat. You'd rather pursue death than admit defeat. Now who's best to describe for what I specialize in? Murderous rhyming, constantly inclining My mind spits with an enormous kickback Your brain then absorbs the impact Disorderly conduct from the crowd is the feedback I just sit there and like posts I really don't comment because I, I don't think they know, want to know what I have to say Because, <laughs> you know, it, it, could be, it could be very rude And I'm not a rude person You know, but it's just like It's just certain things in these day and ages I just cannot... I can't look people in the eyes anymore about how we got here. Like, what the hell happened? You know, we were sure, doing yeah. so good. We were doing good. <laughs> like America, we were doing okay. You know, we're starting to treat people a little. Oh nope, that's it. That 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 got out the window really fast. So right. Yeah. Sorry if I'm making you guys lose listeners from all this no, no, political no. chat. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I, no, I don't. I doubt I don't, it. You no, know, because. Like yeah. I said, I, I, uh, Paul and I have been very vocal as far as like us being, you know, liberal in, in a sense that, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. We, we, we made it known that, look, we're not we don't agree with the, the current administration. We don't agree with these things that are going on. Uh, we don't just believe in relatively being an asshole. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, we're not interested in that. <laughs> and I think that other side comes with that. They're like, well, you know, stop being offended. And I'm like, well, stop saying offensive shit. Like, <laughs> right. I don't get it. Like, you won't offend me if you don't offend me, right? Is that is that a, a, a that is a thing? Well, yeah. Like, you know, if you call someone sure, an asshole, sure. you offended that person. Don't think don't. And it's like, <laughs> stop being offended. Okay, well, stop <laughs> offending me. I don't know. It's yeah. <laughs> the freedom of speech yes, means yeah. the government can't call you an asshole for your opinion, but I can. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> or yeah, or yeah, something along those lines. Uh, Freedom of speech isn't freedom from consequences. You know, there's there you sure. go. Uh, right, everything there you, go. you say and do means something. It's not just an empty exactly. action or, you know. Yeah. Says know. says yeah. a guy podcasting from a bunker in an undisclosed location. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's all right. Well, after uh, seeing our next movie that oh, it's gonna get, have it's on gonna the bill here. Yeah, you might want event. to just move into a bunker and unplug yeah. your internet. It's it's gonna get real, <laughs> right? So, with that, our next movie is Assassination Nation from 2018, of course, and our 
mediocre synopsis reads. I just had to make sure it wasn't a super long one. <laughs> well, right, right. One day right. I was looking, there was like a, a nine-paragraph synopsis. I was like, keep scrolling, keep scrolling. Right. Yeah, so this one is not. It is short. It says, after a malicious data hack exposes the secrets of the perpetually American town of Salem, chaos descends and four girls must fight to survive while coping with the hack themselves. Mm-hmm. That is actually pretty good. Yeah. Know, people give IMDb synopsis a lot of shit. I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> They've been pretty good lately, I feel like. They got a new editor? <laughs> yeah. They, they have must. to. Yeah. All right. Yeah. They're, they're checking. They got yeah. two sources. <laughs> we, we've been known to be critical of those synopsis sometimes. I Sure, sure. Yeah, I, I feel you. But uh, so I think that is definitely a, a, a fair description of the movie. Uh, this is another one where it's kind of like two separate movies. And the whole first half of the movie revolves around... The, the data hack of these mm-hmm. girls' lives and there's just like random data hacks going on. And then the second part of the movie is when all hell breaks loose when everyone's data is hacked. Yeah, it's like the and purge. The, right. the, yeah, the town turns into the purge, basically. So I had said that it was kind of a cross of of um, Tragedy Girls and The Purge. Yeah, yeah, I could like see, <laughs> definitely see the comparisons to this movie. You know, this is the, um, where we keep in our theme of fear and paranoia, right? And this is right. uh, social consequences. Like our first one was the explore. Uh, our first movie was like the exploitation of companies to innocent civilians. This one is um, social media getting out of hand, where you have anarchy and you know martial law in a sense, and um, everybody's pointing the fingers, right? So right. it's it's a very good commentary on how things can go wrong because you know uh, i i don't think anybody has not seen or heard of or anything like that on their on their social media about somebody getting into a fight with somebody else even killing about you know, a certain post you know you posted sure, sure, this sure. about me you know said this about me who's and then all of a sudden like pe- what do people do all the time they do the revenge things oh this girl cheated on me so here's these videos it's 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 here it's you know it's like this movie deals with that as far as like um exposing your personal life to the world and then how it hurts everybody else and um and then everybody does it for the laughs like everybody's laughing at the same time you know how do you move on from a data leak like that you know like we see in this film where uh the mayor of the town uh his data data gets leaked and he's like a very uh proponent on um gay uh lesbian gay you know the lgbt community he's he's not he's like comes out against it and all of a sudden these the data leak comes out and he's cross-dressing and he's hanging out with you know he's <laughs> doing things and it was like a very very hypocritical of him where he takes his own life you know um everybody's got these secrets and like everybody was pointing the fingers like i think even in today's society it, they're only pointing the fingers because they're you know their secrets are still safe you know what i mean uh-huh yeah i i think this this movie is a little bit convoluted and so there's kind of a lot of mini stories that go on throughout but the through line is is about these four girls yeah and like you said the first person that gets hacked in the town is the mayor and we're just following our our four girls in this which are lily m sarah and bex and we're just kind of getting to know them and and sort of learn about their life, like what high school is to these girls in this any town, a, Salem, USA. Yeah, it's a whirlwind. So, like they, these girls are caught up sure, in sure. this social media whirlwind. They're partying and all about them. And yeah, so yeah, they they do a good job of of kind of showing 
through them like their their immediate interactions with all these people that are also going to the parties because we have like their their secondary cast their friends and boyfriends and mm -hmm. crushes and then there's like the whole football team group of people and there's yeah a lot of different like factions there's like the leader group of yeah. kids so they do a good job of kind of establishing all these people but really giving you the time to get to know the four main girls a little bit yeah. enough I, I feel like uh what did you, what did you think about kind of this this big cast of this movie darren did you um did you like having all these different characters like getting little pieces of each person at a time i did i i don't think that they handled it uh, i don't think they handled it badly i think they did a pretty good job helping you keep mm -hmm. track of everybody and it's 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 an exaggerated sense in a way mm -hmm. but it's something oh, yeah, that yeah, everybody yeah. is familiar with and yeah this is like her hyperbole the movie yeah, yeah you know there's yeah. the <laughs> um you know the the ant the staunch anti-lgbtq politician is usually the one that's got their gay mistress or mister and other right. other mm -hmm. other things like that and the yeah we you talked about the mayor and i i was telling you guys about this uh, before we started recording, I think, but and I know you didn't plan yes, this yes. out, but today, as of recording, uh, you, uh, you people twenty second. Yep, uh, January twenty second <laughs> is the anniversary of the Bud Dwyer thing. I don't know if you're okay. familiar with Bud Dwyer. Uh, it sounds vaguely familiar, but I I don't know. He it. was a he was a politician in the eighties who was going to be sentenced i think i think he was going to be sentenced the next day in some sort of bribery corruption charge so he mm -hmm. called a press conference and then shot himself oh gotcha uh, okay nice. uh, he he did he read part of his suicide note to the to the press and then says like yeah yeah, yeah you sure, might sure. want to leave this room if you think this will affect you or something like that and then wow it, it was one of those yeah. things yeah. that uh, you know, in the earlier days of the internet, I feel like the video of that was probably on there somewhere because it was on TV. Yeah, oh, sure. I feel like I oh, did sure. see the the video now that you mentioned it. I feel like I remember um, this. So, but that's that's very interesting. I have a lot of weird coincidences yeah. with my movie choices and and things of that nature where stuff lines up better than it should like it makes me look smarter than i really am <laughs> just go with it man yeah 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 of course where i don't plan any of this yeah 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 <laughs> but uh you mentioned about the the suicide with the mayor yeah and one of my sort of favorite parts of this of this whole thing i mean a lot of it just in the way that the character is handled but the one of my favorite parts is is i don't remember if it was before the mayor killed himself or right after he did but when the girls are all just hanging out in the pool and they're talking about the the mayor and having all this pervy shit on his phone and how you know he was a piece of shit and whatever mm -hmm. and and with our character bex who they, they don't bring it up but they do enough to make sure that you know that bex yes. is transgender right to a female and and she really like lays into the other girls that are like oh you know it's kind of sad he like had a kid and whatever and and his life is ruined and she's like fuck that fucking guy because yeah yeah you know he doesn't give a fuck about if i die or people like me kill ourselves and she just had this great kind of speech where she went off on everybody about this what this is a guy who spent his whole life trying to deny LGBTQIAA people their rights. Yeah, but it doesn't mean it's not sad. I mean, can you imagine how lonely he must have felt? You're asking me if I can imagine how Tranny Bartlett must have felt. It's different. You had the courage to be yourself. Meaning what, Lily? 
I had the choice to be somebody else, but it's my courage that got me this far. It's not what I meant. Whatever, all I'm saying is fuck him. He was a hypocrite. I have zero sympathy. People like me kill themselves every fucking day and bigots like him aren't shedding tears. He wouldn't mourn my death, so why the fuck should I mourn his, bitch? I think you can disagree with him and still feel empathy. Yeah, maybe you know me. Yeah, it was. There's a lot of this in this movie, right? In that whole speech mm-hmm. where like, it was, it was after the mayor killed herself, and they're sitting in the pool and they're and they're talking about. It. And she directly said, because I was kind of feeling what the other girls were were saying too, like, "Hey, have a heart." You know, the guy killed himself. Um, he was life was ruined. But then she said, "He didn't care if people like me killed themselves every day." And I was like, "Right, she's right." I right, mean, right. It, 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 I mean, there's no argument from that. Um, to not have sympathy when someone does it, you don't know, and and that. But see, also that didn't something personally affect her, and there was a wall there because that's the social media wall where we become desensitized to the fact where we hear about someone killing himself. You can either play it off like ah, you know, he deserved it and walk away. Because would you really say that to somebody? You know what I mean? Like in to their their family or anything like that. Like would you really say right, right? You know those feelings to somebody without having those walls, right? Well, and I, I just I like getting her kind of yeah. feeling on this whole thing where, you know, she kind of went back and forth with them and they said how, you know, oh, well, you only did, you know, you were brave enough to do it or whatever. And, right, and right. To, to, to come out way. and live mm-hmm. your life like this. And mm-hmm. she's like, oh, like I had a choice to to do it or whatever. Like I could do anything else besides right. that. And, and it's not that I'm brave that got me this far or whatever. So. Right. Yeah, I thought it was really good. Uh, what did you think about this character, Darren? I know you know you're you're also very sensitive to to gender equality and, and all the, mm-hmm. uh, the the sensitive matters as far as that goes. Did you like the way that they handled this whole kind of situation? I, from my perspective, I did. I did like I. Bex is one of my favorite characters in this movie. Yeah, I, absolutely. I think oh, yeah, she's yeah. amazing, and I think it was mm. really cool that she. You know, she wasn't telling her friends that they couldn't be sad, but she's like, I'm not going to be fucking sad. Right. Right. It's like, you guys yeah. can feel yeah, how yeah. you want, but, you know, fuck it. Well, yeah, and, and yeah, yeah, she yeah. also has she has a lot of kind of powerful things throughout. I mean, the whole forgiveness thing with the, these these oh. toxic male jock dicks were basically going to hang her. The Catholic the high school pole. boys. On- I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Wow. Also, yeah, somewhat yeah. topically relevant. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> We're in a frenzy. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, she has the opportunity to kill this guy after the fact and, and just shows right. forgiveness and is like, no, I'm better yeah. than you. I'm not going to kill you. And, right. and, and walks away from him. And uh, the, the guy. Now, was it, it it was the guy that she had had sex with earlier in the movie that was like, no, I'm, I'm not going to kill her. Right. That wasn't just another guy. Yes. Okay. That was diamond. He was also the one that they were, they they called him diamond. Yeah. But the football team found out that he had, yeah, they found out and they they were like, Oh, we're going to go, we're going to go kick his ass. And they did the whole getting him fired up and which it's yeah. Then they were going to make him kill her to, right. to earn his place back in the group, I guess. Prove it. Prove it. You <laughs> <'Cause>... can. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Fuck, yeah. Uh, yeah. Those fuckers. Which that, that always that always works for me when someone, you know, disobeys my honor. I make them kill someone that I don't like <laughs> to get back into my group. My son's already had to kill like six people. Avenge my <laughs> fragility. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. 
Um, He's like, Dad, I'm tired of killing people. This is bullshit. Like, uh, next time I'm just fucking not coming over anymore. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm like, you asshole. Now you have to kill someone else. Right. Because you just talk back. Um, but uh, No, I mean, I, I think I like the way that they handled that. But also, I, I, I picked up on this, and I don't know if you guys did, but they never really, like, they didn't make fun of her for being transgender. Like, right. it was brought up like, oh, you know, you, you fucking let you suck Bex's dick or whatever, but they never were like, you know, they never said the, the offensive T word about her or, or any of that kind of shit. Right. Like it was never, it was never about the fact that she was transgender. In my opinion, it was more just that she was a part of that group and that yeah, they were yeah, yeah. out by her. So yeah. Yeah. I thought that that was, that was impressive to me because it would have been so easy to just be like, Oh, they're going to rip on her for being transgender. And then we really hate these fucks and want them to die. Yeah, that's right. Because yeah, they just like um, found a different way to do it. But they did right, have see, the part about how yeah. he was, he was shamed, ashamed. And you know, you can't tell anybody. Uh, oh yeah. And yeah. then his Look, friends was, wanted to murder him, there. but it wasn't, they didn't go for the cheap, the yeah, cheap right. effect. Yeah. They, you know, they, they told the story. I don't know. Right. More, as like you said, this is hyperbole. The movie, but more realistic way. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah well, she was accepted. You know, she was at the parties. She was at, like there wasn't mm-hmm. this. Um, if you're gonna, if she's coming, I'm not coming. Attitude. You know, where she was walking in the streets of the high school and she was still interact. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it wasn't that um, blatant. Uh, you know, kind of like segregation or bullying of Bex's character. It was more like, right, oh, right. you went, you you. You had, you know, you went with her kind of stuff. It was like more or less the shaming the guy, yeah, the yeah. guy for, you know, yeah, you know, acting. Uh, she's so. she's part of the hot girls at school, the hot popular. Yeah, girls. yeah, absolutely. Right. So our our other really sort of flushed out character is the the main character here is Lily. Yeah. Who has all kinds of shit going on in her life, but <laughs> yeah, it's uh, my God, put it mildly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, and, and, you know, the thing that I love about her character is that she's so, like, she has all of these great kind of speeches and debates with people about mm-hmm. why is sexuality so fucking bad? Why is nudity so bad? Like, why right. do you feel all of these certain ways? Like, it's it's not weird. You're just making it weird. Like, right. I love I'm your daughter. Her, why would her... that be weird? <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. She has these multiple debates with people, and I, I love her personality and her intelligence that she shows in, in these debates with people. Yeah. And then just yeah. the way that the whole movie ends, well, not ends, ends, but her like her ending speech is just is so great. My name is Lily Colson. I'm 18 years old, and I don't know if me and my friends are going to live through the night. This entire fucking town wants to kill us. And they may say that it's because they thought I was behind it. Or that I'm a whore, I'm a moral, I'm a homewrecker, I deserve it, I have it coming. Guess what? I didn't hack anybody's shit. I didn't do it, and I don't know who did. As for being a whore, a homewrecker, a moral, sure. It doesn't hold a fucking candle to your righteousness. That's the real sickness here, your righteousness and hypocrisy. It's the simple fact that you can't live by the rules you set, yet you still pretend. This is your world. You built this. If it's too strict, tear it the fuck down. But don't look at me. Don't take your hate out on me. I just got here. 
and I have no clue where to go because from the moment I arrived, all I was ever given were orders. Smile, open up, cross your legs, spread your pussy, speak softer, scream louder, be quiet, be confident, be interesting, don't be so difficult, be strong, don't fight back, be an angel, be a whore, be a princess, be anything you want to be, even the president of the United States of America. Just kidding. Fuck you. You still want to kill me? Rape me? Stab me? Shoot me? Let's go. Rally your fucking crew. Grab your guns and hide behind your masks. You want to do this in real life now? You've prepared me my whole life for this. You may kill me, but you can't kill us all. And and I, I'm not I'm not afraid to admit that when she sort of made the joke about that she could be president, and then she said, "Or not." Like I I had a right. little bit of like like a laugh and a tear at the same time. <laughs> I was like, yeah. "Oh, that's funny <laughs> and that's sad too." Yeah. I I know, I know. <laughs> no, that that her ending speech is what really um, captivated me and, and sealed this whole deal with this movie. Because again, this movie is a pr- fairly shocking movie when it comes to like these girls and their lives. And and I always related to like this is their vapid lifestyle. You know, they're just mm-hmm. drugs, sex. They want all these things, and it's like, you know, I, I look back, you know, and, and this might be showing my age or just something, whatever. But I'm like, man, like you'd have no respect for yourself. You just do whatever you want and you don't care who right. you're hurting on the way. And you don't care about like your parents' feelings. It's just it's just one of those things that's like it. it, it well, the movie did very well getting that emotional, you know, mm-hmm. getting those emotions out of me. Right. But then that end speech, man, the one thing that Lily says was. Um, and again, we'll get to this whole and what happened as far as like the whole town trying to kill them in this whole purge scenario. But she said, um, you know, you guys have pretty much like as far as society has built this tool up, you know, being social media and all these tools. Um, but she just got here like, she, you know, because she's young. Right. Just she just mm-hmm. when she when she said that everything opened up for me. I was like, <laughs> holy shit. She's utilizing right. the tools that we presented. And she goes, yeah, I might be a slut or I might do this and I might be all those things. She goes, okay, I own that. But when mm-hmm. it comes to putting it on you know, in film or when it comes to hacking and when it comes to lifestyles, I just got here. You know, and that just mm-hmm. that hit me so hard. And I honestly, I literally <laughs> was like pacing my house. So I'm like, well, okay, okay. There's this, this message is pretty powerful. Um, because you know this this movie does, and it's set in Salem. Okay, it's set in Salem, Massachusetts, and it does mimic uh, what you know the Salem witch trials, and it does have this like kind of mirrored conspiracy where things are going wrong. Let's blame this uh, group of women. Let's burn them at the stake. The same thing yeah. in this movie. It's things the are crucible. going wrong. Sure, sure. <laughs> Our, yes, Arthur Miller was given a, te- a cell phone. He's like, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm telling you, yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah, exactly. And it's that, you know, we need someone to blame. And that's what the, the group on the outside, or the citizens on the outside, none of them innocent, really. It's just that they haven't been exposed. And, right, right. you know, they, they wanted to burn these girls at the stake when, you know, when it came to it. 
you know, it, it, they have to have they have to demonize somebody. They have to, mm-hmm. you know, somebody has to die for this, you know. And um, but that whole but that whole line of like, you know, I just got here stuff is just that's very powerful, you know, because that does set a standard oh, yeah, yeah. of our kids. You know, hey, they're utilizing the tools that we set forth, and just because they're using it in it, like you said, you know, Lily's very sexual, and she has these, you know, speeches that you just kind of take back and go, oh yeah, that makes sense. All right, cool. Um, mm-hmm. it's still very powerful, but, uh, the principal even told her said, okay, I get it, but this is high school. You know, it's like, yes. you know, yeah, you yeah. don't have to crank it to 11 right now. I mean, there's tact in this world, you know, it, you know, yes, we would love to live in, love to live in this free society and do whatever we want and say what we want with no consequences. Right. Um, mm-hmm. but at the same time, the, the respect for yourself that you should have. I felt like, like, like I said, the emotions that I got out of these, these four girls and they're doing their thing. I was just very like, um, sad for them because they're, you know, it's like their parents has got to be hurt, you know, like to know what their kids are up to. Do their uh, parents and really know what they're I, up to though? Well, <laughs> that's, that's the, but that's the thing. They didn't know what they're up to and you're doing those things. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, I don't know, man, I, I, I got through high school without doing drugs because I didn't want my parents no not knowing what I was. It was a weird thing. It's an, and I think it's because I didn't want to um, have that in the back of my head where I'm sitting there with my parents and dinner, or whatever, and I did all these. Th- um, yeah, it's, well, it's this a, this takes place thing. in in like that uh, that cinematic high school universe where yes, high school kids are like 25 years old oh and my have God. no rules and and no curfews and just do whatever the hell they want all the time with unlimited and no money. dress code and no dress code. So, yeah, you, yeah. You so. <laughs> So it's it's kind of just a weird thing like that where I, hear, yeah. I think I think high school kids are doing these things, but obviously the the movie amps this up to like eleven teen. Yeah, I, so. I get it. Yes, I, I I totally understand. You know, um, but again, it, it's it's there for reasons. There mm-hmm. to get those emotions out of you. Absolutely. Right, and then I, I think they build up all of this crazy shit that goes on because then what happens is first the principal gets hacked and it's like mm-hmm. oh, okay, well whatever. He had some fucked up shit, but then it starts to kind of spiral to where the town starts getting whipped into a frenzy because the principal gets hacked and he doesn't really yeah. have anything bad, but they're like, well, we got to be mad about something. So they, make they just it yeah. find some shit to, to yeah, yeah. make it I, a problem. Uh, the first time I saw this, I'm, uh, <laughs> I, I really quick, I thought to myself, I really like this character. His mm-hmm. life is going to be ruined in this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, right. You yep. can tell right away. Yep. So, I, I don't know if he deserves it yet, but I really right. like this guy. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, and, and so you start to see the people declining as a society. Right. Just because the privacy is being shed away, and they're like, oh, we have to get this guy now. And then all of a sudden more people get hacked, and more information gets out, and all these people just keep getting into more and more of this mob mentality and this frenzy and it becomes like we had mentioned this this purge type scenario almost mm-hmm. where the whole town is just going to take justice into their own hands and go out and and hold whoever's responsible accountable for this. And I'm not sure what they're going to get out of it besides I guess feeling better that they killed somebody that yeah. they think is responsible. Right. So well, they got to hate it really somebody. Shifts, right. Well, and it shifts gears because the whole movie before that is even when there's fucked up shit happening, it's there's all this loud and, and boisterous music and there's these right. fun little 
rock video segue things that we talked about. I mean, right. one of my one of my favorite just like nonsense scenes that doesn't even need to be there, but I'm so glad it is, is when they're just walking through the schoolyard and then Bex is like, hey guys, I love the song. And they're like, what song? And then the song <laughs> just starts right. playing out of nowhere. And then they're like slow strutting all in, in sync and it's stylish. I have a 20,000 word Nancy Grace fanfic in my draft right now. I literally forget how weird you are sometimes when you just pull up some shit like that. No, no, it's actually super legit. Oh my God, I love this song. What, what song? This song. Yeah, yeah. On screen text alerts. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's so, very, very brought to today's times. A very, like you said, it's a very rock uh, uh, music video ish movie. Right, but then it turns like into this, this like crazy purge home invasion horror movie in the second yes, half. Yes, it does. Yep, yep. Yeah. And uh, like, like from the part where they basically are getting home invaded on, I'm like, man, this is so tense and so dramatic. Like, it was Just, really. They waterboarded yeah. a guy in a bathtub. Yes, they yeah, did. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, they were about to hang Bex. They they fucking like brought the girls out and like were beating them and and like hanging them up and yeah, they uh, they killed the one girl's mom. Like they were just just ruthless, you know. And the whole time that they're they're chanting like "We're good people, we're good people." Take our town oh, back. Yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah, and, whatever uh, you gotta tell yourself. Make town great yeah. again. Yeah, and <laughs> yes, the whole yeah, lock, yeah. the locker up or yeah. lock him up, lock him uh, up. chant. That's mm-hmm. not by mistake, you know. <laughs> This is this is where like oh, yeah, yeah. it's a now maybe get, it, it, it's it's one of those things where it's like if you let things go too long again. Um, right. I'm not pinpointing any current administration. I'm not pinpointing anything in politics today. No, I'm just this is just you know fiction, right? Uh, you let right. a society go too long where these chants and you let these things to be okay. This is this movie should be a wake up call, even though it is fake and stuff like. But it should be something where go look. You know, America, we actually have something that's very borderline close to allowing this to happen and just being okay with it. Right. You know, oh, that was just a scenario. You know what I mean? Um, yes. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's again, it's it's such a powerful thing. If And I think if this movie came out 20 years ago, I don't know if it would have that impact, you know? No, well, the, it it definitely like Darren had said a few times. It's a it's a now movie, so yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, Twenty years ago, it would have had to have been playing off of whatever the big social fears were and the the craziness that was happening in society right. at that time, you know. Right. Uh, but yeah, I think the the director definitely had like a really a really like obvious voice in some parts, but in other ways, mm-hmm. not so in your face with a lot of it too I, I feel like some of it is just kind of there in the in the dialogue or in a little bit in the subtext like it's not yeah it's not as in your face in your face as you would think it is in a lot of these ways oh, right 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 because there is some redemption and stuff like that you know there is some revelations mm-hmm. on like oh this is bad what we're doing and stuff and so there is some some sort of drawback or or um you know uh, reeling it back a little bit um Sure, but, sure. But how about like the best scene I've ever seen in a movie to date was that tracking, that long tracking scene, Home Invasion, uh, which was like what ten minutes long. It was one shot, and it was 
the girls in their room and then the, the town coming to get them and it was like it was one shot in the house going all these different things and things happening um right i don't know if you wanted to go there yet what with the we're talking about oh, it, but yeah, yeah. For no, God's, it was so cool it was just like <laughs> like i forgot i was watching a movie man i was really forgot about yeah, yeah. a lot of the stuff that i was inner enraged about <laughs> you know <laughs> sure like, oh shit well, that's, that's I, I definitely <laughs> Yeah, 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 it disarms yeah. you. Yeah, a little bit. It disarms it you with with the home invasion somehow. It was great, man. But yeah, it's uh no, I that that part is just it's so intense. I love the the people. And again, it, it all goes back to everything being so exaggerated. It's yeah. like the, there's there's four girls that they're sh- showing up to take out these four high school girls and it's like a SWAT team and people are fucking like coming down from helicopters practically and <laughs> home invasion breaking out all the windows Anderson's in the house. Set. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. what the fuck? But uh, no, it's 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 also cool because it in that scene evolves from where you think it's just kind of the people stalking them, and then it it goes to like, oh, now there's more people, and then like, oh, now there's the cops, right? And now there's the whole town, and you're like, oh, okay, I get what's going on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and you're right. There are so many different like sub stories going on. Each of the girl has their different things going on in their lives that they deal with, you know, social issues or, right, right. or all these things that like it's it we could sit here for probably, I don't know, a few hours depicting all these little movie plot or these little oh, subplots right, right, that right. are going on. So Yeah, I mean there's obviously the whole thing with, with Lily and, and her hack and she's mm-hmm. sending stuff to the guy that lives across the street and then she yeah. becomes Joel this like, infamous Yeah. yeah she, she becomes yeah. like an, an infamous infamous internet uh in internet uh, sensation or whatever you know? record kind of stuff yeah 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 and and you know the guys like stalking her and, yep. and basically we're gonna rape her and then she ended up smashing the guy's face with a shovel which was and badass. he's and he becomes the leader of the mob too he's like yeah. the one that rouses him up and yeah joel McHale does and yeah. her ver- mm-hmm. her abusive boyfriend oh my god right. such a yeah. mind fucker yes i know well, I mean, that's what you get when you date Pennywise. <laughs> yes. yes, that's right. It's like he's gonna probably not be a very good boyfriend. Hi, Lily. So. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, yeah. Yeah. I won't give you head. He, uh-uh. he pulled off high school kid not too bad though. He did, man. He was great. He, he, I thought he was taller. <laughs> no, but yeah, no, it was good, but, man. Yeah, there, there's a lot for sure. There's, there's yeah. a lot of little sub stories. It's something that you could definitely go through scene by scene and and pick every little thing apart and whatever we, yeah we could we could do really a whole episode of my show on it yeah exactly <laughs> yes and do a full walkthrough <laughs> uh but that's not really what we do so no. um why don't we just kind of start to wind down here i don't know if there's anything that maybe you guys had wanted to bring up that i hadn't or, or anything like that before we get into our final thoughts were there any particular scenes or or kills or or some other part of the movie that maybe we, I, I had missed out on. No, uh, I think I think we pretty much touched it. It's one of those movies that yeah, you could talk about it for a really long time, but like a music video, you could also talk about it in two or three sentences. And, yeah, you know, yeah. There, there's a lot to say. That I, I like I said, I really like Bex. I like it. Uh, <laughs> I, I know you, Paul, don't necessarily feel this way, but when the girl is screaming for her mom. That that mm-hmm. tugged on my dad's strings. I know. Uh, <laughs> sure, sure. I know yeah, you like, like to joke like sometimes. <laughs> that uh, I don't know yes, if you'd uh, just yeah. be like Bex and you'd be out the back window. 
<laughs> but can't help you, bye. <laughs> Dad, yeah, what? I gotta go. Sorry, I can't hear you. Yeah. They, they're shooting. Yeah. I can't hear over the gunshots. Yeah, this nail gun is just so loud. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would be like Sawyer and Unsane and just, yeah. just push my kid into the, the fire to get away from it. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it tugged on it tugged but on no, my no, strings. I, I can appreciate that. Yeah. Um, no, I, I totally get that for sure. And yeah, I like the ridiculousness. Although, if you think about it, the two girls' mom did have a gun and did seem to be a good shot. So I can mm-hmm. believe that in this world, they all spent weekends at the shooting range. So, yeah. right. so they can handle all their guns. Uh, yeah. It might have been cool to see the bayonet used, but I understand that <laughs> you can't work everything in. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah. You I, can't I, have it all, Darren. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think they. it's a good modernization of, you know, twas I who saw Goody Becks who danced naked with the devil and, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. sour Joel McHale's milk. Right. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's the crucible on Instagram. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and yes. I liked it. <laughs> yep. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I could have easily been very unimpressed, but I, I liked it. Sure, sure. Uh well, why don't you, I guess, since you were already kind of on your final thoughts there, do you want to just kind of wrap up and give us your rating? Yeah, this of it? this one I would give a high nine to for me. Mm, you know, yes. it's, it's not for everybody, nice, but if nice. you like this kind of movie, I think you're really going to like this kind of movie. Yeah. Yes, yeah, definitely. How did this one fare in your top ten or outside of your top ten? This one was uh, tied with a couple at third. And if I, if oh, I nice. had watched it, more if i had if i had seen it more than once it probably would have it, it very well could have had the the number two uh, on, a, wow. on a good day very for cool. me you know I, I saw some really cool stuff and my number two was more for a messed with me sort of way rather than uh you know enter entertaining and mm-hmm. sure, like sure. the message and you know like the rally cry at the end Right. You know, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> this was a much more uplifting view, and yeah, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I think that's probably what would have happened if I had seen it. Nice, yeah. nice. Uh, I I will kind of uh, go off of yours, and I I ended up giving this one an eight and a half. I I liked it a lot for sure. The, I I love these these rock video type movies. I love all the the music, the unnecessary like. You know, we, we criticize unnecessary slow motion in uh, Krampus the Christmas Devil. Yeah. But uh, this is this is how you do unnecessary slow motion. Yeah, take note. Yes, yeah. You don't just have a, a middle of a gunfight unnecessary slow motion of guys standing shooting guns. One-sided, doesn't, doesn't yeah. Um, but I, I love the just kind of playfulness of this movie that is the back... Well, the, the backdrop of this playful movie is all of this really terrible stuff that's happening in this this really powerful social commentary mm-hmm. and being that I'm becoming more socially aware and more socially conscious I, I feel like this is a cool thing for me uh, the only thing is that the the runtime is a little bit long and I understand they were trying to fit a ton of stuff in and some of it eventually you, you know when you watch these way hyperbolized movies a bunch of times you start to kind of they, they start to kind of like lose their luster I feel like yeah after you know many watches but I've, I've watched it twice and I still really enjoyed it and it's something that I feel like can be could be watched again on a, on a you 
know, regular rotation, just not not something that is, it's not like a timeless classic necessarily, because mm. obviously it's of a certain time too, so. But yeah, still eight and a half, it's, it's something that I really, it's gonna be high up there, it's gonna be somewhere probably within my top 20. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, um, this is uh, probably gonna be within my top 10 uh, for 2018. I don't know. Nice. I, I, I'm not gonna tell you where if it's high or low, but at the, I feel like. Say, I apologize if I felt like I rambled. I felt like I rambled because I have so much going on with this movie oh, in my okay. in my head. I swear, it's like I got there's like so many things. I start talking about one thing, but I'm thinking about something else in this movie. Um, and I appreciated <laughs> that so much. Like it worked. The movie worked for me. It got a rise out of me. Where yeah, yeah. A lot of times I was like, oh, that was cool. You know, the the special effects were good. But now I'm just like. Like we wouldn't even talk. The special effects were great in this movie, but at the same time, sure. I think the message was more powerful um, to me. Where I was just like, again, after watching at a pace and be like, when are we recording? Because I got to talk about this, you know. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I give it a a, a solid nine. You know, a solid nine nice. for me. Uh, this movie was very powerful in in a lot of ways you know it really hits it's not just a horror movie it's not just entertainment is there's there's a there's a good message here or a warning message uh you know be careful kind of stuff you know Mm -hmm. where we actually can get to in society i believe myself uh the use of character like the character archetypes that they have to this movie like 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 you said like the niches you know it's very real and this is like i said where the bullying stuff comes into where you know, parents take heedless, you know, when you see all these like overly sexual things happening, but you know what, read in between the lines of a lot of this stuff, because, you know, you can, you can, uh, you know, keep an eye on or talk to your children, you know, uh, just by watching these kind of movies and getting over the shock value or the shock, you know, nature of a lot of things too. Um, right. But like I said, I think this movie has a lot of messages, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. Social, and political, I, all that. Yeah. I, I do agree with the, the people feeling realistic to like an exaggerated degree but sure just like the way that all the high school girls talked and interacted mm-hmm. uh, we had like our little cameo from bella thorne who's who's going to eternally be stuck playing a, <laughs> a ditzy high school girl right right until right. she doesn't look the part anymore <laughs> she's but, almost uh, not looking it right yeah yeah that's totally the way that that i would hear a teenage girl delivering that part that part you know, was she doesn't perfect. sound like an adult delivering no. teenage girl lines. She sounds like a teenage girl delivering teenage girl lines. Yeah. Like, and I was over here and like this and then like that. <laughs> like, shut up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and all the just all of the, the teenager parts that they had put yes. in with, you know, people commenting on the hacks from the principal thing or people on yeah. the news or whatever. It was it was all very well written and structured for sure. So. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, it might be me getting older or something because I don't, you know, something... Mm-hmm. Uh, Maybe my 16-year-old self would laugh at stuff like that if I saw the principal. And, you know, of course, it, I'm going to say, yes, I would have laughed if I knew my principal, um, you know, was exposed and we saw pictures like that, of course. Uh, but right. as the adult me, I don't – it's like it's it's more – I feel sorry for that person. You know, I feel bad. I feel, yeah. you know, a little bit more empathy like that where it's – where the – the very end word is like when we caught the hacker dude at the very end of this film, which happens to be Lily's brother. Yep. You know, I know we never even mentioned that. Yeah. The hacker actually was. <laughs> yeah. So he would, and he did it just because he thought it was fun. He's just for something to laws. do to pass the time. Yeah. For the laws. It's like, that's right. I, I did hate the, the line. I wish he would have just said like, I don't know. I thought it'd be funny. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, you know, I that was, was the one part that felt unnatural. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, you know, want to know something though? The first time I watched this film, 
uh, the first time I saw the brother, I, I go, that's the hacker. <laughs> I swear to God. I was like, nice. that's, it's always the little brother. Um, that's funny. Because I always remember the movie Better Off Dead. You know, it's always the little oh. brother that's up to no. <laughs> so, so, right. Making lasers um, and ordering women. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, you know, it's, you never ship. get that. Anyway. It's the 80. 80- See, John Hughes movies do good things sometimes, you know, where they put that in the back of your head where you, you pinpoint the hacker instantly. Sure, sure. So, um, <laughs> so. He, he seemed very disinterested that his sister had just been dragged out of the house screaming. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's just like, you know. Yeah, he was like, oh, I'm just going to go upstairs. Slurp yeah, on yeah. my drink. Wear, <laughs> wear yeah. sandals with your pajama bottoms. I got you. He's a right. hacker. He's a hacker all over himself. But, yeah. Um, man, again, to get me to, to uh, you know, kind of have my train of thought go everywhere, I just felt the, the film work, man. So, yeah, solid nine for me. It is going to be in my yes. top ten. Um, and we'll you know, the next show you'll find out which what place it gets. Very cool. Yeah, I feel like I... I, I maybe was too low on it at eight and a half. Now you guys are making me feel like <laughs> no, it, I like it, it even more. It's, <laughs> <So>. <laughs> there, there's a lot to the movie, and it, it's definitely there's a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a specific type yeah, it's, of person that will feel differently about this movie. Yeah, well, it's it's very dense for sure. Like the the first movie was very thin and didn't have a ton of mm-hmm. like faces of characters. Really, just you know, those background people, but. And then this movie has so many characters and so many kind of mini plot lines, and it's almost almost like an anthology in in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With kind of a through line, but uh, yeah, very cool movie, and definitely a shout out for one of the best transgender characters I've ever oh, seen in a movie. Hands down, I bought it. It was just like, mm-hmm. yeah, man. It was it was like you know, it was really good. Like I said, the 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 archetype characters that they have through this film, you bought into every single one of them, you know, and. Uh, Yes. Yeah, like I said, oh, overly hyped. Yeah, of course, but you know, it's it's a movie too. But at the same time, yeah, they didn't they did it justice. Sure, sure. All right. Well, I think uh, I think that's pretty good on that. So before we wrap up, we just want to take a minute to thank you again, Darren, for your time. Yes. And for your uh, commitment to keeping the fight alive. <laughs> yes. Oh, thanks, yes. guys. <laughs> I, I, I had fun talking with you tonight. Perfect. Thanks yeah. for having and me. And just re- if you uh, could remind us of all of your all of your projects and where to find them before. <laughs> okay. We Usually found in your favorite podcatcher places. There's the Psychosemantic Podcast, which is me and a revolving door of people talking about politics, movies, and political movies. There's the VD Clinic Podcast, which is me and my co-host Vanessa, and sometimes guests. Usually we pair a movie with some sort of short story or uh, novel or something like that. And the right. Midnight Horror Show is, I think, under the <clears throat> the name The Return of the Midnight Horror Show, because it's one of those things that has started and stopped and started and stopped. But nice. sure, it's, sure. <laughs> it's me, it's Duncan McLeish of... 10 podcasts uh you know the podcast under the stairs and you know um mark from fancy and friends and danny trioxin and smoke who's been on my show a couple times and undead and dr dark and then maybe there's other people in there but we just get together talk about a lot of horror movie type stuff um and who the fuck knows sometimes there's we play like (laughs) clue type games uh, but that that was more when we broadcast live so I'm, I'm not sure now that mm-hmm. we're recording and then airing a co- or putting up a couple days later what sort of form that is but I think those are all the shows I'm on um. <laughs> perfect <laughs> 
Yeah. I'm sure you miss one yes. here, here or there. I'd like to thank everyone. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> play the music. Well, and if ball, not, if they if they follow one of your shows, then they'll hear about the other ones as well. Anyway, yeah. So, yeah. As they happen. We're we're a, we're a busy busy music scene. Right. Right. Uh, yeah, and we are, along with uh, some of Darren's shows, we're also on the Legion Podcast Network with uh, many of our friends and mm-hmm. and all of their great shows. And we're also a part of the Raw Live and Unedited Podcast Network. And now, after our last episode, we are also available on the Padded Room Podcast Network. Yay! As well with our, our friend Darian, who was on two episodes ago, I believe. Yes. And so he he was kind enough to add us on to his feed as well. So if you follow that feed, you can get our show or, or whatever other feed. And also you can just follow our own feed if you want. And that is all going to be under Who Will Survive Horror Podcast. And I think that will probably do it for tonight. So thank you everybody for listening. And we will see you next time. It's our party. We can do what we want. It's our party. We can say what we want. It's our party. We can love what we want.
can love who we want to It's our song, we can sing if we want to It's my mouth, I can say what I want to Say it